When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Hey, what's up, addicts? Welcome in. It's the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Patrick Allen, Matt Verderam here to preview what is hopefully uh, another Chiefs victory over the Las Vegas Raiders. Verdam, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. I can't believe it's already week 14. It feels impossible. And yet here we are. We are, I mean, well, now at the new season, five weeks to go. But it feels like yesterday was the middle of the year. And now we're barreling toward the end of it. Yeah, it's coming fast. I think that happens kind of every year, you know, as everything starts to settle in. And then you get distracted, right? Thanksgiving, Christmas, the holidays come around and and, and things start moving fast and you look up and it's it's at the playoff races in full effect. Of course, we got an extra week this year, which may benefit the Chiefs since they got off to a little bit of a slow start. Welcome, everybody, in the YouTube chat. Uh, what's up, Cheeto Freak? What's up, Gonzo? What's up, Lucas? Appreciate you guys showing up every week for our game preview. Um, we're going to let a few more people get in here. But if you could do us a favor early on, hit that thumbs up button in the YouTube chat. We'd appreciate it. Verderam, somebody left us a review this week and took us to task because we talked too much about Thanksgiving food hey, at the beginning of the podcast. Listen, I appreciate <laughs> the, uh, the feedback, okay? Yep. If, if you, you're here for the Chiefs, I get that. At the same point, it's Thanksgiving. What the hell do you want me to talk about? You know, Plymouth Rock? <laughs> okay. I, they don't want to know they, about you, Verderam. They, I, they I just want what's you. in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> right. no, I, I hear that. Yeah. But yeah. if it's Thanksgiving, and, and in that case, I think, didn't we have Jeff Schwartz on? I mean, we did. It, yeah. What do you guys listen, want from us? I'm a friend with Jeff. I feel like I'm okay saying this. Jeff is a large individual. The man puts away a lot of food. He he is open about the fact that he loves to eat. So I think it was only fair that we had to ask him. But I do appreciate the review. I do appreciate the listen. And yes, you don't have to worry about us talking about Thanksgiving food until Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, you know, we've had Jeff Schwartz on the show, Alex Smith, uh, Tony Gonzalez. I mean, it's been uh, some good content here. Um, so cut us a break. Uh, but uh, there was actually another review. We'll get to it a little bit later. Uh, a guy that gave us a, a really bad review because we, we, we talked about COVID or something. We got too political on the podcast. Um, came back and, and upgraded us from like one, one star to three because we cut out some of the BS talk. So I got, I look, I got to appreciate, I got to, he's still listening 
and he appreciates nope. that we, we we got on topic for him. So it came back, got a three, got us to three stars. Maybe if we, you know, mind our P's and Q's, we can get the, get that five star rating out of him. I'm going to stay far away from the from what I'm <laughs> yeah. But I I I appreciate that the I, I do appreciate that he went back in and and changed uh, his his review. But I mean that's fair. Yeah. Like, I, I respect that. Sure. Um, but yeah, look, I the political stuff. Yeah. So Chiefs are playing yeah. on Sunday. Chiefs are playing the Raiders on Sunday. Uh, welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, hit that thumbs up button for us. We appreciate it. We'll let you, you guys that got in here early know before we get into the Chiefs talk, got some good news for you. You watch the Arrowhead Addict podcast on YouTube, and I'm sure that you're all subscribed, those of you that are here right now. But if you're not, hit that subscribe button because we are giving away a signed Tyree Kill jersey. Um, we, we teamed up with Total Sports Kansas City. Uh, they've got you know, 100% authentic Chiefs memorabilia. Uh, if you want to enter, you have to be subscribed to this podcast. And, and you should just always subscribe to this podcast because whenever we do these giveaways, if you're subscribed, you're automatically entered. Uh, we appreciate your support, so you don't have to worry about that. Um, but but for this particular uh, giveaway, you just head to my Twitter account. I'm at rpatrickallen. Um, there's a tweet you need to retweet to get the word out. You need to follow Total Sports Kansas City on Twitter. And then you got to be subscribed to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast and you get um, you get cool opportunities like this. We've got away a couple of Mahomes jerseys. So um, with that, let's start talking about some football here. Um, so Chiefs Raiders this week, Chiefs coming off another big win over the Denver Broncos. Defense looks absolutely like the steel curtain out there the last few weeks. Um, the Chiefs open as nine and a half favorites in this game. Got an over under of 48, which is one of the higher lines in the NFL. Not the highest, but one of the higher lines. Uh, what's your what's your thoughts on the line here? This one's from DraftKings, Vertoran. You know, normally with the Chiefs, I always feel like the line is too high because it's that Mahomes effect, right? Everybody always goes, oh, God, he's going to put up 100 points. Even though in reality, we all know lately that it's not been the case with them. But this is one of the rare times I actually looked at the line and thought to myself, now I would take Chiefs. Like I pretty much immediately thought I would take the Chiefs. I was surprised it's not a double digit line. Like, I don't think the Raiders are as good as Denver at this point. Now, I think the Raiders as a whole overall, the course of the year, you could make the case to better than Denver. Right now, how could you make that case? Like Denver's beaten Dallas, the Chargers, they've played well. Like the Raiders, other than that crazy Thanksgiving Day game where the Cowboys took 200 yards worth of penalties and still almost won the game, which went into overtime, the Raiders have lost four of their last five, including a game against the Chiefs where the Chiefs just brutalized them on national television in their own building. Yeah. So I, I get it. Like, I know, you know, you know I, I'm not saying the line should be 13 or something, but I, I thought it would be 10, 11 points. I, I think nine and a half. Like, the Chiefs have to win this game by ten points. I, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a, a gambler per se, but that that seems like a line that actually surprised me the other way a little bit. Yeah, and let me set the table a little bit for all you guys. So obviously the Raiders are coming to this game. They're six and six, but after starting five and two, and they had impressive wins over the Steelers and Ravens, they're one and four since their bye week, um, and they're three and six since the start of October. Three of the Raiders' wins have come in overtime. Three. Uh, which is pretty pretty impressive. They won all of their overtime games, yeah. uh, and that was over the Cowboys, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. And, and say what you want about the Dolphins and their quarterback situation, uh, they're a good team. They're they're a solid team, 
right? Um, pretty good defense over there. They win games. They won games last year, despite not really having a, a settled quarterback position. They're, the Dolphins are kind of put them in the Denver boat, right? They have some talented players, pretty good defense, no quarterback, and they're going to be a middling team until they get that figured out. I'm going to push a little bit on this. That team was in the yep. midst of a one in seven stretch. Jacoby Brissett was the quarterback in that game. That game was at Vegas. If the Chiefs went to That's overtime true. against that version of the Dolphins, I would be apoplectic. Right. So, I, I mean, look, the Raiders, I don't think it's unfair to say this. Like, the Raiders have some talent on that team. I would also argue that that roster is the least talented in the division. Like, Denver has more talent across their roster than the Raiders do. The Raiders have three guys on defense, Hayward and Gakway and Crosby. And offensively, we'll see if Waller plays. Obviously, look, he's, he's terrific. Renfro's a really good slot receiver. And Carr is a much better quarterback than Bridgewater, which is why the Raiders are at least as good as Denver right in the mix. The Raiders, the Raiders are just not a very good football team. They're really not. Like Josh Jacobs at this point in his career, the injuries seem to have slowed him down some. Their offensive line, they lost a lot last year. You know, they traded away Rodney Hudson. They lost, they lost other pieces as well. Um, they're just, they're just not good. That that team's not. If Kansas City loses them on Sunday, I, I, most of Chiefs Kingdom's going to be physically sick. I mean, they, they should not lose that game. That game should not even really come down to the last quarter. That's going to hear over there. Yeah, and the Chiefs beat Vegas in Vegas. Um, you know, just a few weeks ago, and uh, forty-one to fourteen. So, and it was probably the it's probably the best game the Chiefs have played, most complete game the Chiefs have played on on offense and defense all season. Mahomes was 35 of 50, threw the ball 50 times against the Raiders, 406 yards and five touchdowns. So that's pretty, pretty incredible. So as we, as we head into this game, you know, looking at the injury report, Chiefs, and I'm knocking on wood here, they've been remarkably lucky this year. Since uh, some early season injuries, the Chiefs have been really healthy. Uh, you know, quarterback Chris Lamonts did not practice on Wednesday. Rashad Fenton and Lucas Niang limited participants in practice. Boy, it'd be great to get them back this week. I think the Chiefs can win without them. And but and while we're on the subject, I just want to say, hat tip to Andrew Wiley. I don't think we've really talked him about True. him a ton. True. He's really – this is not an easy thing to do, step in and, and play out of position. And he's done a really solid job for the Chiefs this year. He has. He has. And, and he's not had easy assignments either. Like they've actually faced some teams with, with some good pass rushers, and he's been able to do the job. No, give him a lot of credit. You know, look, they certainly want Remmers and, and, and Yank back. But Wiley has stepped in and done the job. And I see Niall saying getting Fenton back is huge. Look, if Fenton does come back this week, that would be big. You know, like I reported the day after that Dallas game, you know, the Chiefs thought they avoided a big injury with him. It appears that that certainly is still the case, as you might only miss uh, one game with that bye sprinkled in there. So, oh, yeah, no, getting him back is huge. He's been, he's been great. And yeah, I see I see Mike Tavner, who's who's in here, who's replied a few times, says the Raiders have more star power than the Broncos, Waller, Crosby, et cetera. I don't I, offensively, yeah. I mean, I agree in the sense with Waller and Renfro. Look, the Raiders are better offensively because Carr's better than Bridgewater. But I would argue that the Broncos receivers are I, they're really good. The, the problem is their quarterback's just not good, which of course you know, matters a ton. It drags them down. But <clears throat> Yeah, Denver's got a, a good left tackle in Bowles, who was awful early in his career. He's really turned it around. But I also see the other side of the ball. It's like Denver's much, much better defensively than the Raiders are. Like, the, the Raiders are awful defensively. Crosby's great. Crosby's great. Ngakwe's good. 
Hayward's a very good corner. That is it. Like, the drop-off after those three guys is so massive. I, the question for me in this game, we'll get into all this a little bit more, but are the Raiders going to play that cover three that they always play? That Gus Bradley always has played from Seattle to Jacksonville to the Chargers, now to the Raiders. Are they going to sit in that defense? If they sit in that defense, you can just turn off the game. The Chiefs are going to kill them. If, if they sit in that single high stuff, and they just beg the Chiefs to play against single high. Well, we saw the result in Vegas. The Chiefs will rip them up from limb to limb. Will they play a cover two? Will they switch? If they don't switch and they just play a bunch of zone defense underneath the single high safety, I, I can tell you right now, this game's done. They're not They're not winning this game against Kansas City. So that that is my curiosity. And also my, my boy, Matt Verderan fan page is in the building. I see this. He was in the building for Stack the Box. He's in the building now. This is phenomenal. This is a great development. This is, yeah, I mean, that's, boy, who did you pay? I have no idea. I should have paid, paid somebody a long time ago. I don't know. I mean, yeah. This is, uh, and the picture's perfect. The picture's hilarious. <laughs> this, is, this is incredible. If, if, there, if ever a Patrick Allen fan page pops up in our chat, we'll know that the apocalypse is nigh. Um, so uh, on the injury front for the Raiders, they're much like, like many other NFL teams. They're much more banged up than the Chiefs. Um, defensive yes. end Carl Nazib did not practice. Uh, Denzel Perriman did not practice. Quentin Jefferson did not practice. Kenyon Drake did not practice. Now, I know Kenyon Drake's not year. been – Oh, is he is that he is done. That's right. I did see that. Drake's out for the yeah. year. Yeah. I'll tell you what. But I just want to mention he's a really talented player. Boy, did they terribly misuse him this year. I know that they've got Josh Jacobs, but 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 for an offense that's been struggling a little bit at times, especially you know obviously losing Henry Ruggs and losing that deep threat and needing to be more dynamic. When they've given him a chance, he played really well. I just it's just baff. I don't get it. it. They're just a whole dumpster fire over there now with the whole stuff with Gruden and now you got an interim coach in there. It's just a bad situation uh with the Raiders. Um and uh it's probably gonna continue to manifest itself as it has most of the middle of the season in losses. So Let's kind of get into more of the game preview here again, the Sarahhead Attic podcast. Chat's starting to pick up a little bit. For all those that are just coming in, please hit that thumbs up button on YouTube and please visit my Twitter account at rpatrickallen to find out how it's the pin tweet, how you can win a signed Tyree Kill jersey. We're giving it away next Wednesday morning uh, at this time, actually, around 10 o'clock. So check that out. I just got to subscribe to the page. Okay, so... The, and, and this goes right into the question that you posed just a minute ago, Verderam. Um, the Chiefs offense versus the Raiders defense. Are the Raiders going to change their approach in this game? I mean, I know, and you're a big proponent of this, teams are what they are and they do what they do. Almost always. There are a few exceptions, like a Bill Belichick out there who's you know, just going to come out and run the ball a million times in a game. He'll do whatever he thinks he can to win. But a lot of coaches and most teams just do what they do. But after that first game, if you're the Raiders, how can you come out and play the same defense when, and especially like, look, there's no bones about it. The Chiefs offense and Mahomes have been struggling to put up points. The Chiefs, they got another stat here for you. The Chiefs have scored 35 or fewer points in six straight games. And that's their longest streak since 2012. So 35 or less. Yeah. Unless I wrote it down wrong. Maybe it's 25. Yes. Yeah. I might have wrote that down wrong. It might have been 25 or less. Um, at any rate, if you're the Raiders, what do you do? Like, do you just come out and do the same thing? I mean, 
the, the obvious answer is no, God, no, but you can't, you cannot do the same thing. Um, and by the way, I, I, I will say quickly, I, I see uh, Ed asking here in the chat, how many cookies did I eat? Which if you listen to stack in the box, you know, the inside joke to this, my wife made literally along with the two sisters, 250 cookies on Sunday. And then goes, hey, listen, don't get fat. Uh, I'm leaving them around the house. Like, like that's like putting a, a, a mouse in a Wisconsin cheese factory and just going, hey, listen, don't overeat. Don't overeat. Well, the, uh, the, the short version is, uh, Ed, I'm averaging about five cookies in the evening. So, all right, back to the game. Listen, most teams are what they are. They do what they do. That is uh, – look at the Chiefs, right? Like, next week – or next week, not even next weekend, next week, the Chiefs play on Thursday, play the Chargers. The Chargers couldn't stop you from rushing for 100 yards. They can't stop it. You know damn well the Chiefs aren't going to run the ball. You know it's going to happen. The Chiefs are going to look at that defense and say, man, we could rush for 200 yards. We're throwing. Like, that's just – it's how they play. It's who they are. I'm going to rip all the hair that's remaining out of my skull as they do it. Like, I know it's coming. I know they're going to do it. And that's why in this game – I think the Raiders will mix in more cover two, but they are absolutely who they are. I, I, I would be the only time in recent years I can think of a team just completely changing who they were before they played Kansas City was that year, is actually a Super Bowl year, when they lost to the Colts in the, in the regular season, that Sunday night game. The Colts play more cover two than anybody in football under, uh, under Matt Everfluss, their defensive coordinator. That's all they play, right? Which if the Chiefs ever see them in the playoffs, that ought to be interesting. The only thing they play, and in that game, they completely changed up. Now, the Chiefs were without Hill. They were without Watkins, and they just played man. And the Chiefs, after the game, flat out said, like, we were totally flummoxed by it because nobody thought they would do it. I don't know that the Raiders – like, the problem with the Raiders is I don't know if they have the guys to play man. Like, you're going to put that defense in man coverage? You know, I don't know that you can, but I do think they'll you, – you have to play more cover, too. But I think in the end, they kind of are what they are. And – I think you're going to see a lot of that cover three. One thing you will not see is them blitz. That I would be shocked by. They, they blitz through with any team in the league that's a Bradley staple. I do not think they will blitz, which probably behooves them, honestly, not to blitz. But I, I think that I would be shocked if they blitz more than you know, 10 12% of the game. And and just going back to that stat that I mentioned about the Chiefs not, not scoring 25 points or more in six straight, it was six straight home games. So they okay. haven't done it at home, which which explains the Raiders thing. So my, my apologies on that. Um, got it. Okay. So yeah, I I, I just it's it's just going to surprise me if they come out and do the same thing. I just I think it's crazy. You know, you got to think here at this point. The Raiders are coming into this game and they're desperate, right? Like this is desperation uh, yeah. time for for them. Um, it, it, you know, if they want to hang in this thing and try to make the playoffs, and so desperate times call for desperate measures. You've got an interim coach in here. So maybe, you know, maybe that's a, a situation where it happens, where somebody says, you know what? I want to try to get this job. You know, <laughs> like I want to stay the head coach of the, of, of the Las Vegas Raiders. And we've got to throw a Hail Mary here because at six and six, you're already behind the Chargers. You're not playing well. You've been outscored by 38 points over the course of the season. So the defense isn't working so great. The, you know, the Raiders have given up 312 points. Um, you know, it's so, it's so funny, isn't it? The Chiefs defense was so bad. And here we are. And the Chiefs have given up 259 points. And the, the Chargers 
and Raiders have got out 315 and 312 respectively. Um, I, yeah, I, I'm looking for a big game out of Travis Kelsey in this one. I think it's time to get him going again. He's been struggling a little bit lately, had the drops. And I think he eats the Raiders alive over the middle of the field over and over again. Yeah, the, Ra- the Raiders can't cover the Chiefs. Like th- this game should be all about Kelsey at second level and using your speed to your advantage because the Raiders can't run with them. They're a slow defensive team. Like if I'm the Chiefs, I'm running crosses and drags and deep overs. Okay, you want to try? I mean, run with this. They're not athletic. I mean, hell, Daryl Williams just mossed one of their safeties in the end zone last game. Like, it, they, they can't, they cannot run with the Chiefs. This should be a game where the Chiefs just use their speed and just absolutely torch them every which way, horizontally, vertically. Like, that, that has to be the way the Chiefs approach this game. And again, you know, I, I just look at this game and say, come on, like this isn't this isn't hard to figure out how the Chiefs should attack them. It should be a speed-oriented game. It should absolutely be Kelsey, you know, trying to get into the second level, get, you know, get him in these little these little windows in the zone coverage. Um, if they're if they're dumb enough to play him man on man, they have nobody who can play him man on man. But just go relentlessly at that matchup if they are, are, are willing to do that. But if this is a game, I, I'm going to be blunt, like you. You have fought all the way back from a start from hell, right? Three right. and four. I, mean, I was the first one after three and four. I'm like, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. I mean, this is a disaster. They've now won five in a row. You have to win this game. You can't dissipate now and lose some stupid game at home. And I'll tell you right now, okay, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm reminding them constantly about the last time the Raiders were at Arrowhead. And, hey, remember That's how they ran point. the buses around the stadium? Remember that? Yep. You want to let them do that? Like I would, I would throw that in there constantly. Hey, you know, like are you going to let them do that again? By the way, it's the only time Derek Carr's ever won a game at Arrowhead Stadium. It's the only time his entire career's ever won. This is an opportunity for the Chiefs to get to nine and four, and then you're going into your season on Thursday night. Like I, I've said this a few times on the radio. So I, I don't know if I've said it here. If the Chiefs win on Sunday, and then they go beat the Chargers, a the division's over. B, I think they're going to be the number one seed in the conference. Like, I think they went out. I don't think they're losing another game. If they lose to the Chargers, there's a really good shot to the five seed. Like, that's the difference. That's like th- these next couple games are it for the Chiefs. They are it. They've got all the help in the world around them. So it, it's time for them to finish off what they've been working on now for the last month and a half and take full advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the, 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 the Chiefs offense here. Um, in the last game, obviously the Chiefs just lit them up. Interesting stat though from that first round matchup against the Raiders. Um, do you remember off the top of your head who the second leading receiver was for the Chiefs in that game? Well, I know the number one guy was William Plutter. No, it was Kelsey. Kelsey had 119. Williams was number two. Yeah, Daryl Williams, nine receptions. They threw yards, nine right? times. Yeah, 101 yards and a yeah. touchdown. Uh, caught all nine of his targets. Tyree Kill had a very fine day, seven receptions for 83 yards and two touchdowns. He was sitting in third place. Even Byron Pringle went off for, for Byron Pringle, four, four receptions for 46 yards and a touchdown. Everybody really got in on the act in this game. Hardman had a couple catches. Robinson had a – Marcus Kemp caught a ball. Noah Gray um, so oh, great. had a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I mean – Incredible game for them offensively. I mean, they came into the game. Obviously, we said they, Mahomes threw it 50 times. 
you expect the exact same same game plan here. The Chiefs, the Chiefs ran it a lot too. Now, of course, they were maybe garbage time running out the clock, um, but ran 25 times for 94 yards uh, with Darrell Williams, Derek McKinnon, and, and Derek Gore. Do you see a, the similar approach? The Chiefs just come out and throw I, I the backs the, out of the backfield. I think the Chiefs just spread them out and throw them to death. I, I, I do. I think that's how you play this game. Like, there's no reason to play this game in a phone booth, and I. And I see a Raiders fan, the California poppy, jumping into the chat. Hey, listen, welcome. Come one, come all. We're sitting here <laughs> talking ball. I, I just think in this game for the Chiefs, like I said earlier, it's really about using your speed. It's about using your speed. I, I, I think you just you spread out the Raiders in this game. You force them to play a ton of these corners, a ton of safety, and just say, hey, look, cover us, right? And it's either going to be a lot of zone, which it typically is with the Raiders, or they change it up like you've said, maybe they will. You're going to play some man and good luck. Like I look, the Chiefs, by the way, have also like basically benched uh, McCall Hardman in, in recent games. Like, I wonder if you'll see a little more of him with his speed this week. Maybe not. Maybe you'll just see more Prinkle and Robinson and, and Gordon if Gordon ever gets a target. Um, but I think if you're Kansas City, yeah, it's all about Kelsey at the second level. It's all about spreading out that defense, giving Mahomes these easy throws, let guys make plays in space. Like this. This does not have to be complicated. This, to me, yeah. is a very easy game plan. Like, I don't understand why Chiefs should do anything else. If the Raiders can cover you and they can tackle in space, and do, kudos to them. I, I don't see any reason, especially like if Walter is limited or can't play in this game, I would not expect that the Raiders are going to score a ton in this one. So if I'm the Chiefs, I'm like, look, if we can spread them out, get the ball down the field, you know, we, we can run away and hide a little bit if the game presents itself in that direction. So I think it's easy. That's the way I would roll. Um, but you never know with the Chiefs. You never you never know. There's, this offense has been so bizarre all year long, it's impossible to pin them down. But I think that's the game plan, or at least it should be. And and, and in regards to Waller, the Chiefs, I mean, they he was their number one priority the last time these two teams played. Four catches for 24 yards on seven targets. So the Chiefs just took him out of the game. Well, Brian Edwards was the number one receiver for the Raiders. And let's let's talk, let's move on, I guess, to the Chiefs defense versus the Raiders offense in this game. The Chiefs did a great job. This is kind of sort of the, around the start of the defensive resurgence for Kansas City. And they came into this game with Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs, and they absolutely shut the Raiders down in the running game. Listen to this. The leading rusher for the Raiders against the Chiefs the first time they played, Derek Carr. Three carries for 18 yards. Kenyon Drake had four for 16. Josh Jacobs, seven for 16. Um, you take out Derek Carr scrambling around. Josh Jacobs averaging 2.3 yards per carry. Chiefs have been very good against the run as of late. Had a little bit of trouble with, with, with Javante Williams in Denver, but he's a very good back, and that's like one of the one things that they do well. Do you expect a similar game plan for the Chiefs on defense? Can they keep this hot streak going? I think they can. I think they will. Like, I, yeah, I mean, if you're the Chiefs, why would you change anything? You know, I think maybe you account a little more for Deshaun Jackson. His speed, his speed is is certainly um, dangerous on a big play type type basis. But beyond that, yeah, why change? Like whatever you did against Darren Waller, do it again, right? Like a lot of Willie Gay, some Tyron Matthew, mix it up. Yeah, I mean, I, look, if Waller doesn't play, I think you just bracket Renfro and say, "Go ahead and beat me. Like go beat me anywhere else. Just do it. I don't care. Try." Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. I think. It, it, the Chiefs' defense has been unbelievable 
over the last five games and six of their last seven. I mean, they, they are just – they don't give up points. They don't give up a yard. I mean, nothing. It, it's, it's been unbelievable how good they've been. I don't foresee that changing. The, the, to me, look, and you have to respect Carr. Carr has games where he's really, really good, right? Carr is weird in that way. Carr has some some games where he's – like he did last year at Arrowhead, to be fair to him, where he's chucking it downfield and they're making all these plays. Now, obviously, look, that Henry Ruggs had a huge game that day. Of course, they don't have him anymore, but they're, they're dangerous in that regard. Like, Carr can get hot. The key with Carr is you got to get pressure, and that's true of most quarterbacks, but Carr especially. If you can get pressure, you can hit him a little bit. The calculus in the game changes. We saw in that game last time they played, the Chiefs got pressure on Carr, and it turned into Carr throwing like six balls straight up in the air, right? Like that. that's always been the M.O. with Carr. You get pressure, you hit him, the game changes. A lot like, you know, now this is a better player, but a lot like Phillip Rivers over the years. You can get the Rivers, you can hit Rivers. All of a sudden, the ball starts getting thrown for grabs a little bit more. You've got a shot to, to, to get some picks. But, yeah, I – I think the bigger challenge, we'll of course get to it next week, is going to be that Chargers game where the Chargers have an offense that if you're not on on your toes in a big way, you can get lit up. That yep. that is going to be the, to me the ultimate challenge for this defense. But for right now, with the Raiders, you got to you got to make sure you don't get them over the top. Um, but other than that, I think the Chiefs will be okay in this game, especially if Waller is not a hundred percent. Yes, and especially if they get Fenton back uh, on the field. Right. That's that's really the only thing that concerns me. I, I look, Hunter Renfro is a great player. He's been very good for them, but he's not a guy you're worried about smoking you deep, right? I mean, they had to go no, out he's and a sign slot underneath. Yeah, possessions. Yeah, they had to go out and sign Deshaun Jackson to replace Henry Ruggs. They're going to take a couple shots with Deshaun Jackson every game, right? So the Chiefs need to be aware of that. Like when he's on the field, they're going to be trying to. He's not a guy that they're trotting out there for a million snaps. When he's on the field, he's there to try to make a big play happen. The Chiefs need to know. That's a big key for me in this game. They need to know when Deshaun Jackson is on the field um, yep. and, and any of their other deep threats. And just don't – like make make Derek Carr go down the field, matriculate the ball, make him throw a bunch of passes. You've got a, a good pass rush going. You've got good corners. They can make a couple plays. It's fine. But I think in, in a game like this, the, the only way I see the Raiders competing with the Chiefs or winning this game is if the Chiefs are struggling on offense, if they come out and they're dropping balls and, you know, the bad turnovers and those things start happening. And then the defense just loses focus and they let the Raiders get some cheap, easy scores. That's the only way that Chiefs should be in any sort of trouble in this game. If they just if they just play back when those when those deep threats are on the field, take away Waller and and play the run well. Which I think they're going to be able to because they've got they got they replaced uh, Josh Gordon replaced Jaron Reed on the milk carton. Um, the defense yeah. should be fine. I agree, and I, I highlight this. Gonzo saying that the car's brutal on the cold, especially at Arrowhead. You're right, Gonzo. The problem in that regard is it's going to be 55 degrees and sunny on Sunday. Or at least that's the uh, forecast. So you're right. He has been terrible. Patrick and I were at that Thursday night game years ago uh, when it was brutally cold. And Carr was something like 18 of 41 for like 118 yards. Yeah, I, I remember that game. Well, that was the Tyree Kill game. But no, let's, you know what? Let, let's just say what it is. I mean, I, I know this is like unbelievable analysis, but the Chiefs are just a much better football team. Like sometimes, guys, the simple answer is the right answer. If the Chiefs don't go out and turn the ball over and take a bunch of penalties and drop a bunch of passes, they'll kill the Raiders. They'll kill them. They're, they're not going to lose this game. The problem with the Chiefs is all of those things have been on the table every week. Turnovers, drop passes, a million penalties. 
I'll tell you guys something right now. We're getting ahead of ourselves. If the Chiefs clean that up, they're going to the Super Bowl. Like, I firmly believe that. I, I don't care if they're on the road, if they're at home. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Their defense is really good. Their offense has all the talent in the world. If Kansas City doesn't beat itself, they will. it will go back to the Super Bowl. Now, will, will the Chiefs win the Super Bowl? I don't know. The Packers are really good. The Bucs are really good. Okay, Cardinals deserve your respect. But the concern with the Chiefs is like if they play a team like New England, you know what New England's not going to do? Beat itself for 60 minutes. That's what they won't do. They yeah. will just sit there and wait for the Chiefs to make a mistake. And if the Chiefs don't make a mistake, they, they, they would beat the Patriots. They'll beat any way they play. I really believe that. That's not a homer take. I mean, you know, it's, just, it's, a, it's a matter of fact, in my opinion. Like Kansas City, just, they're the best team in football. Now that this defense is rolling the way it's rolling, but certainly at least the best team in the AFC. But they have these moments where they just let teams hang around because they can't stop. I mean, look at that game against Denver. Now, now you could say, and fair enough, okay, they, they ended up blowing Denver out, right? In the NFL, you win by double digits, you blew somebody out. That game could have been over by like halftime. But the Chiefs just let them hang around because they just kept dropping passes and then a pick, you know, and I believe it was in the red zone. And all of a sudden, you end up with these games where you're sweating it out and you're white knuckling it with 10 minutes to go because the Chiefs are up by a touchdown, but they've just allowed the game, like the Cowboys game. The Chiefs should have killed the Cowboys. That game, they should have won that game by 20 points. You know, that's the concern. Now they're winning. But the, but and by the way, the game where they actually did the least of that, the Raiders game, they killed them, and they still had a a, a punt return that got fumbled in that game. And they scored sixty. Right. I mean that. So that's where that's where you look at it and say, if the Chiefs just stop doing this crap, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. But that's the concern: is that you have a game on Sunday here where the Chiefs have four turnovers and they have 12 penalties. If they don't do those things, it's over. Like they're not, they're not going to lose. If the Chiefs don't make mistakes in this game, they're not losing this game. They're not. I would, I would be floored beyond all words if the Chiefs play a clean game on Sunday and they lose. And this is a big game. Uh, obviously, that they need more space in the division. There are still a couple of teams right behind them, so obviously that's very important. But after this, Chiefs have four games left. Three of those games are on the road. And the one home game that they have is a team that they should beat in the Pittsburgh Steelers on the day after Christmas. But Steelers have a good defense. The Chiefs have been having trouble on offense. There could be weather involved in a game like that, right? You could see a situation where that, that ends up being a really ugly game that somebody wins, you know, 13 to 10 or something like that. The Steelers can't score. So this is a bit, this is. This is this is a big this is a big game for the Chiefs. It's a winnable game. They're at home. There's going to be good weather. And while that maybe benefits Derek Carr a little bit, it should benefit the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs. You got Tyree Kill out there. You got you know you got you don't you don't you don't want to bring your great your nice cars out right in the middle of winter. You got a, a Ferrari out there and Tyree Kill. Good weather, hopefully good footing, all that. You want them running around and, and making things happen. So the Chiefs should be able to play really well, and they need to because. Look, there's a chance they're going to drop one of these last four games. It's you know a couple of good teams. Bengals are a good team. They're going to be on the road at Denver. Always a tough place to play. Maybe that game won't matter too much for the Chiefs, but they're fighting for the one seed. So you can't lose it. You can't lose it. And really, if you if you're the Chiefs, you need to win out because that's your, you do that. You're probably going to get that one seed, and that is a massive advantage, especially with an extra game, the injuries, all that stuff. The Chiefs need this one. I mean, if they're the one seed. 
like football, every game in the playoffs is game seven. So anything's possible, right? Like you can just have a game where crap happens. Ball gets tipped up in the air. You muff a punt. Like all of a sudden you go home, right? Like that's, that is uh, the way things go in the NFL, especially in the postseason. That being said, if they're the one seed, let's, let's just, I mean, they're prohibited favorites to go to the Super Bowl at that point. They have the yep. one less game to play. They're going to get the lowest seed left. And on top of all that, like you've got to go in there if you're a team and beat them in one of two scenarios off a bye or with the Chiefs knowing that if they win the game, they go to the Super Bowl. I mean, we're Chiefs fans. So sometimes I think it gets lost in the sauce because you're always worrying about the, the things that are wrong. You want to be the fan base. You want to be the team that's got to go in there and see them off a bye or see them in the AFC championship game. Like, Say whatever you will, but the the Chiefs are the team with the most experience. And the one thing about the Chiefs, much like the Pats for 20 years, they're the team now that has all the experience. They're the ones that have the success. The Bills have never gotten a Super Bowl, like this this current group. I mean, obviously, in the the past, they have this current group. The the Pats, like the the, the coaching staff has been to a million. Mac Jones has never been a playoff game. Okay, And I just watched Mac Jones in bad weather throw three passes. So that, that's where, we at, where we're at with that. The Titans have been a playoff team for years. They've never gone to a Super Bowl. Obviously, the Chiefs shut the door on them one year. You know, all these teams, on and on, the Bengals have never been the playoffs this group. Okay, You go down the line, Chargers, same thing. The Chiefs have not only been the playoffs. All they do is go to the Super Bowl with this team. Like, there's an expectation internally. That's what we do. We win these games. You know, like Baltimore, by the way, same, same thing. Baltimore's had a million issues. So. I really believe, like, if Kansas City gets itself to a one seed, yes, anything can happen. But they would be overwhelming favorites at that point to win two home games and go to the Super Bowl, and then take on a really good team out of the NFC and, and whatever. We'll see, you know see how it all shakes if that that comes to pass. But you have to take care of business one week at a time. This week it's the Raiders at home trying for a season sweep. And let's be frank, they should win this game. They should win this game by a good amount. This should not be most challenging. Did anyone see the comment after the game that the Raiders lost to Washington last week where the Raiders head coach after the game, and I'm paraphrasing this, but I'm, I'm trying to get this as close to verbatim as possible, said, you know, you don't want to just be results-based. You want to be process-based, which is true. But then he said, you know, if you're results-based, all you're doing is just looking up at the scoreboard. And I'm thinking like, well, yeah, man, that's kind of the point. Like, you're in the NFL. You you better be results-based or you're, or you're going to be unemployed-based. Like, what? I mean, the Raiders are talking about the fact that they, they can't be overly concerned about whether they win or they lose. I got to tell you, that is the biggest loser's comment in the world. That's like, we've lost four out of five, and we can't focus on that right now. What? That was one of the strangest comments I've ever heard from a head coach. So that's where the Raiders are coming into this game. I think they would have been more dangerous if they beat Washington. I just wonder emotionally, too. Are they just cooked after that? Like, are they just done knowing that it's pretty much over here at 6-6? Six and six? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's get to our keys of the game. Verderam, uh, what are your keys for this one? Get off the bus? I mean, really, really simple here. Uh, don't don't turn the ball over. That, that's it. Like, I, it, don't, flat out, don't piss down your leg and beat yourselves. I, I don't, there's nothing else for me. Like that's it. If they do that, they win. That's that really is the game. Eliminate the bullshit, which they have not been able to do seemingly all year long. Stop dropping the ball. Don't take a million penalties. Don't turn the ball over. 
you do those three things, you win. You're not even challenged. You're nine and four. You get ready for the Chargers. Yeah, for me, it's it's defend the deep pass. Don't let the Raiders sneak behind you and get any cheap uh, cheap touchdowns because that's that's I think the way that they could start putting the pressure on the Chiefs. You don't want them to you don't want them to get their eyes to get big, right? Just like you mentioned, they just lost to Washington. They should be demoralized. Their head coach is telling the locker room it's okay to lose as long as we like you know have some moral victories. Here's a (laughs) to do the process, right? He's giving out participation trophies. So you know this is a game where the Chiefs kicked their butts last time. Come out early. Don't give them anything easy and execute early. Get that big lead. You know, get these guys starting to think about spending time with their family on Christmas, something like that, what they're going to do in the offseason, what teams they want to go to if they can get out of Las Vegas. You know, that's what that's what you want to do. Don't these guys are all proud. They're pro athletes. Don't give them the chance to to think that they're in this game. I think that's the key for the Chiefs. And like I said, no cheap touchdowns. All right, let's get to our listener views. We're going to be on the other side of this. We will have our final score predictions for you. Um, but as you know, if you head over to Apple Podcasts, you leave us that five-star review and a written question uh, or review, we're going to read it on the podcast. So first one up comes from uh, our guy, Batman2287. Can't miss an episode. As always, these four deliver great post-game, a great post-game show as well as preparation for the following game. This is a must-listen. Greatest podcast out there for Chiefs Kingdom. Question. Do you think at times Mahomes is throwing the ball with too much speed and uh, that isn't necessary at close range? I know that receivers make a ton of money to play, but it seems that a lot of the passes off the receiver's hands for a pick could have been avoided with a little bit of a lighter touch on the throw. The defender could could be two yards off the receiver and Mahomes could still throw at 4,236 miles per hour. Your thoughts? What do you think here, Vertoram? I think occasionally there's some truth to that. You know, I thought like the pick he threw against the Giants where he gunned that ball a thousand miles an hour and hit McKinnon off the face mask. I thought that was an example maybe of a time where you see, all right, Pat, why? Like, why is that ball a missile? And there was some traffic there, but still, like that, like Jerk McKinnon's not going to catch that football. It's, it's just, it's thrown too hard. But I think, I think most of their issues on drops this year have been concentration and have just been on the receiver. Like a lot, and that's not like I don't I don't have a you know a stake in this. I, I'm not exonerating one guy to defend another. I, I just think that's truth. Like a lot of the balls that have been dropped this year, hell, a majority of the interceptions they've thrown this year have been balls that have just gone. I mean, right through people's hands, right through them. And it's not as though Hill and Kelsey and all these guys are like not used to catching the passes from Mahomes. Mahomes been there for years. He's been throwing it for years this way. So I do think there's a little something to that at times where, you know, the ball – look, I will say this. If you're going to throw the ball really hard, then you've got to be really on target. It can't be a little high. It can't be a little behind somebody because they don't have as much time to turn around. And a tenth of a second in the NFL is everything. Like that that changes everything about catching the ball, getting upfield. So I will say that, yeah, I think I think a little bit of this is, is on Mahomes. Sure. But I do believe, and I think the Chiefs would tell you this, the majority of it has just simply been focus, concentration. And I guess the good news is, like, that stuff's correctable. The bad news is it's been going on now for three months. I mean, I, I don't – you get the feeling they're either going to fix it or we're going to be sitting here after one of these playoff games going, well, we all saw that coming. Like, that's why, you know, because they were up with five minutes left and the ball went through Hill's hands and, and they ran it back 90 yards for a pick six, right? Like, it's got to get fixed. I know the Chiefs are emphasizing it, but that's where we're at. 
Yeah, and I saw that this this stat came from Pro Football Focus of, of Mahomes' twelve interceptions this year. Five of them came from drop passes. I've seen people claiming all the way up to seven. There's a there's a clip going around today actually of of all of the the receivers you know hitting it's, their hands. It's or, been a lot, no matter what. The yeah, is. yeah, it's been a that, lot. That they're hitting the receivers first. So yeah, look a little bit of a, on Mahomes, but to your point, these guys are professional athletes. They have some of the best reflexes of anybody in the world. And they're catching passes from Mahomes in practice, and for years, the ball hits you in the hands, and you're Tyree Kill, and you have sticky gloves on. You need to catch the friggin' ball. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. This one negative review, but like we said, we'll read. We'll read, we'll them. read them all, um, baby. You, you leave <laughs> so much for not so much non-Chiefs content. This game comes from comes from Math Gun. Why do they chat for seven minutes every episode about their lives? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the football. I'm supposed to be a football robot. Who has time for that? Can't they catch up with each other off air? Like the uh, like the analysis, but when it comes to pretty much every episode, I have to skip ahead at least five minutes to get to the content. Don't have time to listen to what people ate over Thanksgiving. They seem like good guys, but honestly, not why people tune into this podcast. Maybe put a time code in for people to skip to the football content. That's fair. We do. We look. We try to open the episodes with a little bit of personality, like. You know, yeah. you're listening to us. You're putting us in your ear. We don't want to just like get straight to football. Um, but we uh, we try to we try to move some of the some of the the non chief stuff to the end of the podcast where we have a little bit of fun for the hardcore listeners. Get it? Uh, appreciate you listening. Everybody's got lives, and, and you're trying to get that that football content um, right away. But uh, yeah, um, don't know what else to say. Glad you're listening. Uh, we, we'll try we'll try to keep it down. Keep it to two to three minutes of talking about pie and Thanksgiving. And we'll get right into the Chiefs stuff. That's not fair, I appreciate the listen. And I get it. I get it. Because there are times I do the same thing, right? Like I listen to certain podcasts and I feel like maybe there's some bloviating for the first 10 minutes. So I'll kind of skip ahead. That being said, sir, I I fear for you during the offseason when it's yep. June and there's nothing going on. And we're uh, – there's going to be there's going to be some rankings uh, that, that you may not appreciate. I, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. um, yeah. But uh, – it's Cheeto Freak asking uh, for the for the ultra hardcore amongst us. When will we get the Verdam Politics podcast? Sir, the answer to that question is oh, never. Lord. Yeah. Never. Okay? No, 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 no. I I like I like my sanity. But look, you know what? I do appreciate the uh, the comment, and it, and there is truth in it. There is right. Like you, you come here to listen to cheese. I I totally get that. I understand. Then um, I do appreciate the listen. And, uh, but yeah. we, we do like to have a little bit of fun. That is. True. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, and this, I'm sorry, perfect timing. I've procured a box of Count Chocula family sauce. Oh, uh oh. It's, it's, it's coming in from Amazon. It'll be here no later than Saturday. At least that's what so they that said. That means Sunday so, night. Look out. Look out. <laughs> I, I'm not, look, while I'm eating Count Chocula, I am going to mute myself because, my God, otherwise people are going to drive off the road. Okay. Yeah, don't, but, don't chew with your mouth open on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, otherwise it's a disaster. But the Count Chocula will be here. It will be. Yeah. I love it. Um, all right. And our last uh, a last review comes from Big Chiefs, Best Chiefs Podcast. I listen to more Chiefs podcasts than I would like to admit. Hey, there's no shame in that. Lots of nope. great Chiefs podcasts and content out there. Uh, but this is my favorite. Give it a try and you will fall in love with listening to Verderam rant. So that makes that makes one of you. Um, what about Steph? Is Steph a fan of your rants when you... I mean, because we listen to you rant about the Chiefs, but I can imagine like the same thing happens when like gas prices go up or you're out of Count Chocula and then the right. family's got to listen. Right. You know, t- 10 so minutes. Everybody rant. goes in the basement. No, yeah. uh, no, it's, uh, <laughs> no, you know what? 
It's actually funny. For the, the short answers at this point, I'm sure she's sick and tired of hearing me speak, period. The But the little bit of the longer answer is our first date, which was now, God. Actually, I'll tell you when it was. I'll relate this to the Chiefs. It was 2015. It was when the Chiefs were one and five and at the end of their five game losing streak. And we went out on it. We went out on our first date in Chicago. We went to a bar that, if you're familiar with Chicago and Patrick, I know you're very familiar with this place, the Grafton. And we were sitting there. And the whole time, I told myself, I'm like, look, whatever you do, don't get off into a, into any kind of a tired vein. Like, just sit here, just, just talk like a person. Well, this date ends up being six hours, right? Like, we ended up talking and talking and talking. So, of course, at like hour four, that's good. Plus, like, I'm at this point, I'm like six beers in. So, at this point, any, any inhibition not to be, you know, like that is gone. And I am, of course, from New York. And the topic of New York came up. She's like, I've never been to New York, like, you know, New York City. I've never been to New York City. Like, what, you know, what do you love about it? What do you not like about it? Well, as it turns out, like, I'm not a huge fan of Staten Island. And I went into people that live in Staten Island are fans of Staten Island. No, no, a lot of self-loathing individuals on Staten Island. And so I launched into this thing, which I won't go too deep into, but uh, about how basically anybody who lives on Staten Island, any any, like middle-aged guy, younger guy, every damn one of them has has free weights out in the driveway in July, and they're just out there in like a like a white tank top that's stained and some 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 basketball shorts, and they're just they're just lifting like Ma, get the camcorder, I got a new high, you know, and it's just every one of these every one of these people are. And by the way, I have no problem saying this, knowing that I have some family who lives out there, but it's just they're all the all the same person. And I remember she just she thought it was the funniest thing, or at least pretended to, and uh, you know. We were we were engaged five months later. So I, maybe she initially liked the ranch. Now I think she just wants to kill me. Now I don't think she wants to listen to it at all. And I don't plan. Love it. Um, got a couple of fun comments in there. Cheetah Freak wants, uh, or no, who was it? Um, oh, uh, somebody wants a Patrick Allen rant. That'll happen. Oh, yeah, it was Cheetah Freak. That'll happen eventually. Don't worry. Um, there have been a few. There have been a few on this podcast if you're a longtime listener. Um Mike, who who who's used to read my columns back on Arrowhead Addict, says after reading Patrick Allen's co- columns for years, I was stunned how reserved he is in real life. You know, you got to go a little hard in the paint on the on the website. You know, get get people talking. Um, yeah, do miss do miss writing over at or at Arrowhead Addict, but Matt Connor does a great job. Um, all right, and lastly, uh, Duke Larson updated his review to three stars because we cut out cut out talking about the politics stuff. So thank you, Duke. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. Let's get in to our final score predictions for Chiefs versus Raiders. Bergeram, I'll let you kick it off. How's this one play out? I, I think this is kind of a game that Chiefs pull away in. I mean, obviously, if you've been listening, you, you're pretty aware that that's kind of where this is going. Uh, I think it's like, I think the Chiefs will score offensively in this game just a lot because of how the Raiders play. I think it's something like 33-17. I think the Chiefs just win this game, kind of, kind of pulling away mid third quarter. Maybe the Raiders surprise me, and they play a different style of defense, and they really, really hang in there. And well, I just, I have a hard time seeing it. I really do. Like, I, I just think the Chiefs. I think it's one of those games. that's like for a little while, you're like, okay, fourteen ten, what? And then all of a sudden, it's like twenty one ten, twenty four ten. You know, and it's, it just, it, it kind of gets out of hand. So. I, I think the Chiefs win by a couple scores, at least. I, I think it's a two-score game minimum for, for KC. 
Love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it's going to be 27-16 Chiefs. I think the Raiders are going to try some different things in the second game, trying to, you know, what, what they learned off the first game. Uh, Chiefs will figure it out pretty quickly. You know, you got Andy Reid and those boys. And then, by the much like the first game, a little closer in the first half, second half, Chiefs pull away uh, and, and, and ride into a, another victory. All right, everybody, listen. We got to get out of here. I got the chimney sweep here, getting my fireplace ready for Christmas. The dogs are going crazy. It's a madhouse over here. Thank you so much for your support out there in the chat. If you could hit that thumbs up button on the way out, we appreciate it. And then again, we're giving away a signed Tyreek Hill jersey. So make sure you head over to my Twitter, at rpatrickallen. It's the pinned tweet. You just got to subscribe to this channel on your way out. And then you got to follow our our supplier over there on Twitter. And uh, you're entered. And we're giving it away next Wednesday. So make sure you're subscribed to this podcast. <laughs> Matt Verderam fan page. Love you, Matt. Um, hey, love the fan you feel page. The love. love it. Yeah, yeah. Love it's you. Amazing. Love you guys out there. You guys are the best. Um, schedule, of course, we will be back on Sunday evening. It's the noon kick for the Chiefs. Um, so, you know, you have to wait a little bit after the game. Yeah. But after the afternoon games are over, between the, the afternoon games and Sunday night football around 7-ish Central Time, we'll be live here uh, on the podcast, uh, Matt Connor, Sterling Holmes, I believe, will be joining us. So uh, make sure you tune in for our Chiefs post game show victory party, and um, we'll uh, and make sure you bring a drink with you. Um, we're going to be uh, we'll, be we'll be cracking something open if the Chiefs win. All right, everybody, thank you again for your support. For Matt Verderam, my name is Patrick Allen. We will see you on Sunday, and as always, go Chiefs. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.